Not just thinking that you're going to pop seeds into the ground and they're just going to grow and everything's going to be cool. You've got to learn these things. There's a learning curve to this stuff. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Well, hello. We have a great show. As usual, we have Patreons, those Patreon supporters of ours, who get to answer questions that we pose. And we pose the question, why did you start prepping? And the answers are very interesting. I suspect one or more of these answers is going to apply to you. And you're going to say, yeah, that was me. Well, given what we have going on, the possibility of a nuclear war in Ukraine, this is the time to get EMP Shield. EMP Shield is a device that wires into whatever it is you want to protect from an EMP. It's like a super fast surge protector. Surge protector. Thank you very much. Three trillionths of a second is how long it takes for that surge protector to go into effect. It protects whatever it is from getting fried from an EMP. Now is the time to get EMP protection, and that would be EMP Shield. Go to prepping2-0.com, friends and affiliates page, and you look for the EMP Shield logo. Use the coupon code prepping2.0. It's on the website, whatever the coupon code is, and you get $50 off each device. They're about $300, so that gives you an idea. The $50 is a pretty significant savings. Seriously, you're going to sleep better at night knowing that your car, your generator, your vehicle, your your ham radio setup, or all of the above are protected from an EMP. And this is not some gimmick. This stuff works. The military and Homeland Security have bought a whole bunch of these, and there's been a bunch of testing. So this is legit. We wouldn't steer you to some kind of quackery Heck no. No. Not us. We say no to quackery. But you know what we say yes to? The fact that we are on Firearms Radio Network. This is a fantastic network of gun podcasts, largely gun podcasts. And you can find out more about them on firearmsradio.net. They are carrying our show because they wanted to have the premier prepping show. And that's us. Just going to be honest with you. That's... That's how that happened. So we got that going for us. And speaking of premiere, we have a premiere event, and that's the Picnic Palooza in Missoula, July 30th in Missoula. You can find out more about it by being a Patreon and getting a post, but you can also send us an email. It's easy to find our email address, and we will tell you all about it and give you directions. It's a celebration of life because we want to thank all of you, the thousands of you who prayed for us when I had cancer and was on a ventilator and Shelby had uh, COVID also. And so it's our way of seeing you in person. It's going to be a great event. It's in a covered facility at a city park, a very nice park. So it's going to be really nice. You can bring the kids. You can plan your whole vacation around being in Missoula on July 30th and hanging out and coming to see us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Shelby has another item of business that we're very excited about. You got it. We were really challenged this year to bring extra, more and better content to you, especially to our Patreons who um, help keep us on the air. We just recently started prepping for teens and prepping for kids. And it is something that I've been doing. If you are a Patreon of $5 or more per month, you can set up your Patreon account and put your kids, whether they be small kids, little kids, medium kids, big kids. And I am reading through classic books that um, are prepping like for kids and talking about it. I give my color commentary on what it would be like to be this person, to be the main character, to be a prepper in that situation. So right now we are reading through the Little House in the Big Woods book. It's a precursor to Little House in the Prairie. Yep, and it's for the little, little guys, the Mm -hmm. little ones. That's prepping for kids. And truly, if you haven't read those books in a while, read the first couple chapters. It's prepping. It's just flat out prepping. Used to be called life. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then the other one that we're doing for more of the older kids and teens is Island of the Blue Dolphins, based on a true story of a woman who was marooned on an island all by herself for 18 years and not only lived and survived, but thrived. And it's a really an inspiring story. So if you are interested in that and having your kids be exposed to that and get something besides reading some of the crazy stuff that's out there, encourage you to become a Patreon. Let's get into it. So we have done this before um, where we ask our Patreons questions and they um, post and then we discuss them. And I think it's some of our better shows. And um, and that's one of the great benefits of being a Patreon, too, is that you actually help us develop content that we know you want, which is great. So go for it, Glenn. All right. Our first one is from Lynn Demartini. And she says, and again, the question is, why did you start prepping? Question is, I started in 2008 when somebody was elected. <laughs> wink. And she wink. gives a little wink emoji. Yes. That's right. We all know who that was. And I can relate. By the way, we'll be giving color commentary yes. on all of these answers. I can relate to this because that was the thing that got me prepping was 2008. I saw that uh, America was about to elect a socialist and I could not believe that it was happening. Boy, have things changed. Oh, oh my goodness. 2008. Those were the good old days. Yeah. So, and Lynn continues with this. It's funny that you say that. She gives a second comment that says, 299 Days, the book series that Glenn wrote, is a set of books I loaned to friends on the fence. Yay, that's the whole reason for that book existing. I, I wrote it not knowing, not thinking actually, that anyone would ever read it. It's not like I sat down and said, I'm going to write a best-selling book series. Um, it was just uh, getting things off of my chest and the fact that it has been used by so many people, including Lynn, to get people on the fence to consider prepping. It's a, if you don't mind me saying, it's a great tool to use to get people to prep because it doesn't start off with, you know, zombies eating your face off or something like that or some improbable collapse event. It's a very probable collapse event, which was a a political, social, and economic breakdown of the United States. Hmm. Yeah, just about everything I said in there has come true, by the way. Um, and, ch- and and check me on that. I mean, uh, there, are, there are comments all over the internet about how 299 days mm-hmm. predicted a bunch of stuff. And I love that it got people uh, prepping. Yes. So thank you very much, Lynn, for that. Kelly is next. So Kelly says, and I think this is, I remember when this happened and you might too, because we lived in the area. Kelly says, first triggered my head back in early 2000s living by Seattle. There was a huge earthquake, took forever to get home, was commuting from Bellevue to Fircrest daily. There was also lots of Mount Rainier evacuation signs. Then 911 happened. I knew I would not get out of the city if something big happened. I moved, thank goodness. Fast forward to Obama. Starting doing, started doing more prepping research and saving. Then I really took a break from with Trump, and she gives a little he, the head, head slap emoji. Head slap emoji. Um, I didn't grow up in this city. Was a country girl who wanted to experience it. It mostly sucked, and and big city people were very fake and judgmental. Thankful to be the one of the few who see and blessed to have found the show. Oh, Kelly, so thank you. Um, I think we're gonna see the running theme with today will be. 2008 election, uh, like what you just said and what others have already said, electing of a socialist. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We'll see that a lot. And that earthquake that he mentions was in 2001, February 28th, 2001. It was a 6.8 on the Richter scale. It was a pretty significant earthquake and um, it disrupted a lot of stuff. And then, of course, 9-11. And uh, I I, I appreciate Kelly's candor when he or she could be either one says um, he or she took a break from prepping with Trump. That is something we have we have seen quite a bit of. We have a friend who uh, inherited a whole huge pantry of canned foods from somebody who said the person donating the canned food said, well, Trump got elected, so I don't need to prep anymore. So you can have all this stuff. And I remember we were just flabbergasted at the time. Why would you think that because Trump's in office, you don't need to prep anymore. And then we saw in 2020 with Trump in office, we had riots, not that they were his fault. Well, before 2020, when he was elected, there was riots. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, he was elected in 2020 also, of course, is yes, probably he was. what you're, you're thinking, right. but he just didn't get to take office. So, yeah, that's something to be careful of is not taking a break 
when the right guy is in the White House. Um, and we may have that problem facing us in 2024. So here's the memory lane, going down memory lane do, do, for do, do, you. Do, 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 do. Sound effects. You and I knew each other in 2016. And we were, we, had, we were preppers separately at the time. And we started having a vernacular between us where we would talk about, all right, we have 3.5 years. Oh, yeah. We have three years. Because we, we knew exactly this. We knew we are, we, Trump's election in 2016 bought us time. And I remember seeing speakers, hearing talks about it, that the, the left will do whatever they can and, and no, nothing held, held back to get him out of office in 2020. And boy, did we see that. So it's weird to me to think back when we were counting down, this is the good time. Get all your prepping done now because it's going to change in 2020. And boy... Isn't that weird to look back on? Oh, yes. You're bringing me back down on memory lane about the 3.5 years and the 3.5 plan. Yeah, we used to we used to mention that. Yep. And and we were right. I mean, this isn't the we were right show. I don't I didn't want to be right about that. Yeah. Sorry. Nobody does. No. Well, we have Stephen McClure, who says the 2020 lockdowns and riots pushed me out of Atlanta and into small town America. Good on you for moving Best out. Best prep ever. Yeah. Right now. Location, exactly. location, location. I remember we had Matt Bracken on. He's a he's a prepper fiction uh, novelist and also a former SEAL. And um, we asked him the question, what are the top three preps? And I assumed he would say water, food, and guns or something like that. And he surprised me. He said, location, location, location. And this is when we lived in Washington State. And I kind of didn't want to hear that. We, I'll and be Trump honest. was in office and yeah. we were just kind of tootling along. We were prepping. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, we were enjoying the, the Trump years. Exactly. And I didn't want to hear how important it was to move. And then he articulated very clearly why you have to be out of big cities and even you know big suburbs, to be quite honest. They're, they're a problem too. So good on you, Stephen, for... Moving into small town America, you're going to love it. Uh, we sure do. Mm -hmm. Our town is very small and we absolutely love it. And the 2020 lockdowns um, were a major thing that created. And by lockdowns, I assume he means the COVID stuff that created yep, TP preppers. 2020, 2020 lockdown, TP yeah. preppers that turned into preppers. Awesome. And probably the 2020 riots we're going to see in, in upcoming answers to this question yep. from Patreons. Answers from Patreons. Yes, exactly. What's so the, the next one? Next one is Terry L. Terry says, I realized I was not prepared if a disaster happened. I also realized I was going to experience a personal SHTF collapse, personal collapse when I retired and no longer had the salary I was used to. It also opened my eyes when I started reading the books you two and others wrote. Yay. Well, thank you very thank much. Thank you. Yeah. And those books, by the way, if you're a new listener, are 299 Days. That's the 10 book series I wrote. And A Great State, which is the three-book series that Shelby wrote. And I have to say, they're really, really good at opening people's eyes. I made that point earlier. I won't repeat it. But I should focus on Shelby's books, A Great State. They're, they're told from the perspective of functionally a single mom. And um, they really they really talk to a segment of the population that a lot of preppers don't think about. We we always think about, but we need to. Yeah, we always think about you know the the nuclear families and all that other stuff, and and the guys who just came off of SEAL Team Seven or something like that. And uh, most people aren't like that. There there's a ton of of single moms out there, and so it was the first book, in, the first prepping book that I know of, book series I should say, that looked at a collapse situation and how to prepare for it and how to survive in it from a single mom's perspective. And I think it was, in all seriousness, it was a great service. Oh, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Well, Moose says, had to think about this one for a minute. The first time I remember prepping in any capacity was during Robin Sage. Uh, by the way, that's the Special Forces training uh, class. It's a, it's a six-week class in which they... They um, organize and train and operate with um, fake uh, indigenous forces. They have a whole bunch of actors. It takes place in North Carolina, and they have a whole bunch of local people that serve as indigenous folks. It's a very intense training course, very realistic. But anyway, that's Robin Sage. He says, I was a West Point cadet, and I spent a couple months out with a Green Beret team doing one of the initial stages of their training, getting trained as a guerrilla fighter. 
At one point in our training, we starved for three days, and on the morning of the third day, my stomach was cramping so badly I could barely stand. It wasn't until the fifth day that we got a decent amount to eat. After that, for the rest of our training, I'd squirrel away the pound cake from an MRE here or some beef stew there. Delicious when you're starving, by the way. At the end of my training, I rounded up all my food caches and handed them over to the 18 series dudes, which would be this the Green Beret guys. Um, I'd spent the last couple months around. This was a big morale boost to them because by this point, we were all dragging and somewhat emaciated. After that experience, I take nothing for granted. Hot water, food, a bed, a predictable schedule when you're not having to patrol at 3 a.m. in tick-infested woods. Stashing the food to ensure I wouldn't run out was my first prep. And I kicked prepping into high gear as soon as my first daughter was born. I'm their provider and protector and failing to prep is negligent. I know for a fact I can go live in the woods for longer than most because I've spent a total of six months in those kinds of conditions. Don't recommend it. Zero out of five star experience. Mm -hmm. But I also know there's no way in hell my three girls and wife can do that with me. I prep to protect. Holy smokes. Unpacking this one. Where do you start? I think... I think a point that he made that really, uh, really stuck out for me was he says he's, he's his family's provider and protector and failing to prep is negligent. You've heard me say it before, but it's so fundamental. I have to say it again. And this message is directed at men. Men, you are your family's provider and protector. And that doesn't mean just in good times when every two weeks your direct deposit check from your job goes into the bank and you and you buy all your stuff and you do your easy suburban lifestyle. It means being a provider and a protector, not only when stuff goes bad, but especially when things go bad. That is your job. And it is a job that has been given to you by God and your your family is is depending on you the stakes are high that's the thing about this prepping topic mm -hmm. we haven't said it recent uh, recently enough we haven't said it often enough and that is prepping is a high stakes game it is a very important to live i know this for a fact having been on a covid respirator or ventilator and you don't appreciate living until you uh, are staring at the possibility of not doing it the stakes are high and, and it's not just that your family lives, although that's pretty important. There's also a level, level of comfort that you can give your family in a bad situation. If, if you guys have, and, and people can laugh if they want, but it's true. If your family has toilet paper, that's a big deal. That's a huge comfort item. And so men, it is your job to do this and women should do it too. Um, for different reasons, but everyone should do this. So I like that. And this thing about um, not taking for granted hot water, food and, and bed, I certainly didn't do Robin Sage, but when I was in Civil Air Patrol, which is the Air Force Auxiliary, this is described in the 299 Days books, when I was in high school, we would go and do week-long training exercises out in the woods. And I remember coming back from those things and the simplest of things, hot water in particular, <laughs> food, uh, sleeping on something other than the ground was an absolute luxury. And, and we need to deprive ourselves on occasion in order to appreciate what all we have. And so an excellent, excellent post. Yes. Um, from Moose. All right. And Seth Maddox goes on, Seth Maddox, I should say, goes on. Uh, after moving to the Pacific Northwest a while back, it became clear that we have earthquake and volcanic concerns. What really kicked off prepping was the concern of Mud Mountain Dam having a potential to fail. I started with my ham license and found prepping 2.0 many years later, and we are pretty solid on many things, debt-free now, and can continue to follow Jesus and prepare as Noah did. It baffles my mind when there are many warning signs, and yet people fail to prepare even at basic levels. Some are slowly waking up, but I'm in a position to help with their processes and make it easier for others to not have to learn some of the things I learned the hard way and the failures along the way. Now it's more a mindset, and the muscle memory has taken over in many things. Boy, that's really poignant. So... Um, kind of what he's talking about. If you're not from the Pacific Northwest, there is this huge um, volcanic earthquake fault line that goes all the way Cascadia from fault Cat, and there's a book series about it. We've yep. had him on our show. Uh, and I remember, and 
And what kicked it off for that author, Austin Chambers, was the earthquake that we just spoke about and how if that were any worse, it could have been really bad. There was also, this reminded me of the muds, the huge mudslide in Washington State in Oso. Go look it up, OSO. Huge, huge. I mean, the earth moved and entire homes are were taken away. Lives were lost. It was Awful. And, and the whole community was cut off because roads were taken out. So that if, I'm thinking that that's kind of what he was hearkening to. He, yes, Seth is a gentleman, I'm sure. So, yeah. So and I appreciate that once you feel like you're squared away, share the gospel yeah. of prepping. What do you think about that? Absolutely. And you're, you're doing everybody you talk mm-hmm. to about prepping. You're doing them a favor. There's one caveat to that. I will be the first to say, don't try to convince absolutely everyone, everyone to prepare, um, because most people are pretty hostile to the idea and they're just going to find out that you have stuff and that may not go poor, that may go poorly for you. Um, you have to approach people that you think you have a chance of convincing and, and so be very selective in what you do, but try to help others prepare because the more prepared they are, the less they're going to depend on you for stuff. And Seth, Seth says he he follows up. He says layers, layers, and more layers. Shelby, what is he referring to? Talk about layers of prepping, and we've talked about that. And it's and it's um, let's think about this. All right, putting away good food. All right, let's start canning. Canning is a great way to put away food. Wonderful. Now, what else can you do? All right, let's get a dehydrator, and we can dehydrate some food here and can over here. Now we can freeze dry. Now we can freeze. Now we can. And adding those different layers so that you have different layers of food sources. So let's just say that you have a really bad winter and some of your things in canning jars freeze up and break. Well, now you've got other food supplies. So it's, and that's just one example. Layering is something that you apply to so many aspects of prepping. And before, I cut you off. Glenn, do you want to add to that at all? Yeah, we we did several shows, four episodes, as a matter of fact, on Food Preps 2.0, in which we, and look them up in the archives, and those are at prepping2-0.com. Very, very good discussion of a layering of food preps. And not only do you diversify, like you said, like with the frozen canning jars, but you have different foods that have different levels of convenience and some are, some don't need to be cooked. Some do need to be cooked. So if you need to go out on patrol, mm-hmm. you can have ready to eat food. And if you're more at home, you can have regular food. But Shelby, you have uh, some, some things to say, don't you? I do. I want to give great recognition to all of our sponsors. You can find all of them at our website, prepping2-0.com. All coupon codes are listed there under the friends and affiliates tab. So I encourage you to go over there and look up U.S. Law Shield. Also, a couple of our great friends um, in the real estate business, Jared Savick is a great realtor in Montana. Lizzie McDaniel's an awesome realtor in Tennessee. They know what it takes to prep and they'll help you out. Find them at redstate-realtor.com. Katie Armour stands for Come and Take It Armour for the Average Joe Citizen, Backwoods Home Magazine, My Kind CBD, great folks with high quality, great CBD, Sh- uh, Miniman Coffee, that thing, oh, yeah. the, 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 thing addiction. That, the addiction I have right there, TAC Niner, T-A-C, digit nine, er, E-R, they specialize in tactical gloves. Folks, we had so much more to bring to you after the break. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. You are only as safe as your gear. Rely on TAC Niner, premium tactical survival gear. Visit TAC Niner on Amazon. It's spelled T-A-C, the digit nine, E-R. Tactical gloves, lights, poles, trenching, and more. See the full line. Visit TAC Niner on Amazon. Gear up and save money when you mention Glenn and Shelby. Use the code TAC9RP20 at checkout and save 20% on tactical gloves. TAC Niner, premium, high-performance survival gear that is built to last. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We 
celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. <laughs> coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Bold, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pots. www.minutemencoffee.com Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Thanks for joining us. We are hearing from our great Patreon supporters today, if you're just joining us, who tell us why they started prepping. But first, Glenn has something I want to say. I remember when freeze-dried food was a lot less expensive than it is now. And you're probably thinking, well, that means I shouldn't buy freeze-dried food because it's more expensive now. No, no, no. The good old days were yesterday. Today is a good old day. The price of food is not going down probably ever. And if you can capture the value of today's money that you have before it gets eaten away by inflation and other high food costs and supply disruptions, it makes a lot of sense to take your money now and put it in food, particularly food that lasts 25 years. That would be Numana, which is freeze-dried bulk food which is designed to feed entire families. You can find out more about them by clicking on the link on our pre- on our website, prepping2-0.com. It's new mana, N-U-M-A-N-N-A, like new mana from heaven. And uh, use the coupon code PREP, lowercase, and you get 10% off your first order. We were just talking about layering, mm-hmm. Shelby. and That's a great layer right there. New Mana freeze-dried food is is the way, in our opinion, to get your your freeze-dried food layer taken care of. And it's only going to cost more money tomorrow, so you might as well get it now. Exactly. As you guys know, we are members of the Firearms Radio Network. And once a show, we highlight 
one of the 24 shows on the Firearms Radio Network. And this week's, and we do them alphabetically because we don't want to play favorites. You know, we don't want all the, the hosts fighting over who got hate. mentioned yeah, first exactly. on Prepping 2.0 because I'm sure that they would get really upset. This one is the AR-15 podcast. And I looked and they have shows on ARs and AR accessories. It's my Hank Hill voice. Um, and it looks like a great podcast. Everybody loves AR-15s. There's so much to them. They're the Legos Everybody of the Everybody loves AR-15s right now. Yes. Wink, wink. Yes. yes, exactly. So check out the AR-15 podcast on the Firearms Radio Network, which is at firearmsradio.net. So our next uh, comment is from Mike Luce, and he says, well, I guess I never considered it prepping. My mom and grandma's always had pantries full of canned goods from the garden and animals we raised and hunted. Never occurred to us to buy something that we could make ourselves. I just call myself a homesteader instead. Amen, brother. My goal is to be as self-sufficient as possible. Having you guys playing while I did things around the house was how I got my wife on board. Yay! Yes! Makes my heart feel good. She listened to Shelby talk about how she was single and trying to provide for the here and now while also being ready just in case just in case really struck a chord with her. Oh, got it. She had always thought it was something us crazy guys did because we were going to fight off the zombies, but seeing it through the woman, a woman's perspective changed everything. I cannot think Shelby enough or you either, Glenn. Thanks for so much for all you do. Oh, Mike. Oh, so wonderful. Made our day. So, you know, I, I'll say this, Mike. You hit it right on the head right at the beginning. It's interesting. Again, I talked about this at the beginning of the show. I'm reading through these books for our Patreon supporters. And we're re- I'm reading through the Little House and the Big Woods series. And we're, in, you know, we're partway through that. Just that, especially in Little House and the Big Woods, all this putting away of food in the fall, the hunting and the butchering and the canning and the and stuffing the house and, and, and the shed with food because in in the deep winters it's not available and just that was the lifestyle and you're right it's it's not really prepping it's homesteading and it's and it's an amazing thing and and I've been more struck as we've had and we've had some guests talk about it recently struck so much these days about how I would rather put my money because I'll get more bang for my buck. I'd rather put my money into my gardening and my homesteading than go to the grocery store. I'd rather produce my own food and get more food. More nutritious and tasty, by the way. And Right. Then put it into the inflated pricing that's happening in the grocery store. So I just appreciate Mike's comment. Any thoughts there? No, I think he nailed it. I especially love the fact that listening to Shelby got his wife on board. Yes. You don't know how many conversations Shelby and I have off air, uh, which would be in our entire lives, by the way, except for an hour or so a week. But off air conversations we have about how we've been so fortunate to guide people and persuade people to literally save their lives and their families' lives. And when, when we go to heaven, because we're believers, I hope that one of our rewards is getting to meet all the people that we've helped and hear their stories. Uh, that would be quite a reward indeed. So I wanted to do the next one, which is the one toe cutter. Um, Great I, handle. I know. I assume he's a podiatrist, but I don't know that. No, actually, I've talked to him about it, and he's not a podiatrist. Um, and anyone who's read 299 Days with the story of Dr. Green, the podiatrist in the books, knows how, how much I think of podiatrists. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he says, I went to high school in Philadelphia in the 80s. As part of a reading assignment, we read Out of the Ashes by William J. Johnstone. It got me thinking. I started prepping, but it was small scale. I wasn't thinking of natural disasters or any of the real stuff that happens, only of nuclear war. I only had preps for like three days, maybe a week. Information was harder to find, and then life got in the way. I revisited my preps during the Y2K but still small scale, but now with three little boys in mind. It wasn't until I read 299 Days that I started thinking bigger. Because of 299 Days, I found TSP, which is a survival podcast, which is mentioned in 299 Days, which is a real podcast. Then, because of TSP, I found this podcast. While I prep, I do it solo. I'm divorced with three grown boys and a grandfather of two boys. It's rough as an introvert to get out there and be with like-minded people. My friends and family don't do anything regarding prepping, but all is good. In the last year, I started taking firearms training while I shot before I noticed my skills, not where I would like it to be. 
since the pandemic, I learned to pressure can, dehydrate, and relearn gardening. Good on you. Good. You know, that is a great example of skills, the importance of skills, not just skills in the abstract, not just uh, seeing stuff on YouTube, although you can learn a tremendous amount of stuff. As, as I'm fond of telling people, I have a master's degree from the University of YouTube. So does Shelby, by the way. And it's not just learning the skills. It's carrying them out. It's practicing. It's getting getting it down, getting your hands dirty, you know, doing the pressure canning and the dehydrating and the gardening and not just thinking that you're going to pop seeds into the ground and they're just going to grow and everything's going to be cool. And you've got to learn these things. There's a learning curve to this stuff. We can't stress that enough. It's a combination of skills and getting out and doing it. And you know what's cool is it's fun to learn new stuff. If any of you, oh, yeah. if any of you are are kind of intimidated by learning something new, just remember, like no one's grading you. It's not like you have to go up in front of the class and read a book of poetry that's hard to read or something like that. It's not like that at all. So get out there and learn the skills and do the skills. Oh, and that's fun. It's absolutely fun. So our next person is Ray Highstand, and he said, post 9-11. I was a Glenn Beck listener and became active online with a group of fellow, quote, sick, twisted freaks. Whether it was my own paranoia or just the exposure and paying attention to current events, I started. Later, I ran into a podcast of some guy ranting in his VW on the way to work. That's uh, Jack Spearco from the Survival Podcast. Oh, okay. I, I hadn't realized that. Learned a lot and started investing more and more and getting more specific to our own regional needs and risks. As time went on, more current events told me I was going the right direction. So I'm going to, I'd love this, by the way. Um, and we are Glenn Beck. When, every now and then we'll listen to a Glenn Beck show. And, I, and you'll remember last summer I referenced the one he had on the Meat Mafia. Um, and we were talking, you and I were talking about this before we decided to do this show, that we knew there would be kind of this ongoing political thread and how political unrest produces collapses. And that history tells us that. Um, it's So every now and then we get a slight criticism for being too political, but yet that's where we're headed. That's what causes political collapse. And I want to just say that as a clarifier. What do you think, Glenn? Absolutely. The reason we talk about current events and political matters is we are talking about the threats that face you. If if uh, we were in a in a situation where it was going to be earthquakes that were going to oh, be, we'd the be big, totally talking about it. we would have we would have geologists as guests. I mean, the threat drives the topics on this yes, show. Absolutely. And we've seen over and over again the 2020 riots. We're going to see it more uh, in upcoming months and years that the political instability, the divide in this country and the left trying to take advantage of that divide by doing various bad things um, is is going to be more and more apparent to people that this is the main threat it's 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 political stuff it has economic effects it has social effects all of that but politics is what makes one powerful group of people decide to turn the electricity off to another group of people that's that's why politics matters all right so you ready for the next one? i am clock tower says in many ways mine goes back to my childhood growing up poor in skagit county it's in Washington State. My parents refused to accept welfare or food stamps. We planted a big garden, and in the fall, mom, grandma, and great-grandma canned their butts off, and if anything broke, we fixed it ourselves, the whole self-sufficiency thing. Then during the Carter years, unemployment in our area was like 20-plus percent, so everyone was broke. But since it was an agricultural community, barter came into play with mom cutting hair exchange for honey, eggs, meat, or whatever anyone had to offer. First chance I had, I joined the military and got out of there. But as an adult, once I started reading scripture regularly, the concept of preparedness kept smacking me in the face. Add to that the things I saw and heard working in D.C., and I got serious in 2008. There it is. Yep. I started a prep group, and most and my most active members were very high-level level government people with access to information way beyond what us mere mortals can envision. One started his morning in the Oval Office breeding the briefing the president of the United States. While they obviously couldn't share information, the fact that they were f in full-blown prep mode strengthened my resolve. After retiring, I decided to go 
the full-blown off-grid homestead route so I could learn everything I needed to while there was still a safety net of being able to go to the store. After several years, I still have holes in my preps, but I know that I am ahead of 99% of people out there and the knowledge I have gained is invaluable. Y'all might think I'm a jerk for saying it, but I feel a bit of vindication as those who mocked and ridiculed me for Mm -hmm. years are now in holy crap mode. Years of no vaccines and no vacations vacations and no entertainment are starting to pay off. Since I started prepping, I can say that the 299 day series, thanks um, for to somebody who got him hooked up on it, gave me some ideas I hadn't considered. And the Mother Earth news fairs have been an unbelievable asset for anyone reading this. You can get on get to a Mother Earth news fair and it's the best money you'll ever spend. Last thought, kudos to you two for what you have done for the prepper community as a whole. I believe there is a special crown set Aww. aside for you. Oh my goodness. That is so touching. It is. And and um I think what's interesting to me is that and I think a lot of people can relate to this. Growing up poor, dirt poor, where you where it's a treat to actually buy food from a grocery store. You know what I mean? Like kind of when you, you we had up, a phrase in in my house when I grew up, and it was called store bought food. Yeah, that was actually that was actually a term that was used, and it was a treat. Yeah, yeah. So if you've grown up poor, where you've had to raise your own food out of pure necessity, that creates in you a special um, gene. I don't know, a special bent towards prepping that um, I think is is admirable, and and it and it changes you. I'm going to make a huge generalization here, as I often do, but at least I acknowledge that it's a generalization. Just don't do it in Hank Hill's voice. That's right. I won't. Um, I think the poorer you grew up, yeah. the more open you are to prepping. And conversely, the richer you grew up, the the less likely you are to prep. Well, I think you'll come to prepping from a very different, you'll come to prepping because like you work for government or something and you see the the truth or so, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, that could be. And he mentions that yeah, about exactly. some high level people that, uh, that were prepping. And that was also something that influenced me. Mm-hmm. I got to know some folks in Washington state government who had access to information and they, they were the big preppers. And that really got me thinking because they knew stuff I didn't know and they knew things they couldn't tell me. It wasn't like the CIA or anything. It was just economic forecasts and, and emergency management planning and that sort of stuff. And you gotta, you gotta pay attention to that kind of stuff. So an excellent, excellent answer to a question. I love it. And the yep. long ones are good too. Yeah, they, they are. They don't just have to be short. Well, why don't you uh, do the next one? Dear? I will. So Secret Squirrel says... I'm sure that's this person's It's on, on his birth certificate, I'm sure. I'm sure. It all started in 1999, and I knew we would get some Y2K preppers, and there we are. So Secret Squirrel remembers 1999, and I do too. And this person says, I don't, I didn't know it was prepping. It just made sense to put, it just made sense to me to put a few cans away and buy a bicycle in case the prog- prognosticators were right and the computers whacked out and... Fortunately, none of that happened, but it got me to thinking about what if read that read what little was out there on the Internet, stocked a can here and there and found survival blog in 2005. What I read made sense. And now I do what I can not for uh, Teotihuacan. Did I say that right? Yes. Which means the end of the world as we know it. But for everyday potential emergencies in my own region. Absolutely. And if I can throw this out there, what's really cool about your preps they can be effective for the big things, but they're effective for the small things. We had a guest on a few months ago. He lived through a tornado. He's still reeling from that. And we all forget about those people who get hit by a natural disaster in their area or losing a job or, you know, you can have your own personal um you know, the end of collapse. life. Yeah, collapse. And um, many people experienced it in 2020 when they lost jobs or, or, or even this last, these last few months when people lost their livelihood because they um, didn't like the mandate. So it can be very personal and it, it can also be very huge. Obviously, people in Europe right now um, who are next to Russia are experiencing a true like cataclysmic sort of collapse. So what are your thoughts? Absolutely. And yes, 
Okay. I have nothing to add. All right. So I'll let you take so the next, next one. So next is Chris J. He says, seriously, he was reading 299 days. Totally opened my eyes as to what could really happen. Thanks, Glenn. Well, and I suggest, Chris, thank you, Chris J. Thank you very much. Uh, you'd also get a lot out of uh, Shelby's books, A Great State. If you like 299 days, you're going to love A Great State. So what's the next one? So a different Chris. Different Chris, this not Jay. Okay, and this is a long one. So if I have to stop so we can commentate, we can do that. So Chris says, I grew up in larger towns and cities in the U.S. with a bit of normalcy bias. Things were often tight financially, but there was always food. As an adult, I had a dream of owning rural land and being well-stocked with everything I would need if the world went sideways. But it was always with the thought that eventually we had to, when we had worked hard enough, saved, and were fortunate enough, it would happen eventually. My attitude was that rural areas don't have enough decent-paying jobs, so we'd have to work hard to leave the build the built-up areas. When my husband got transferred to another city in Texas, we decided we'd had enough of city life and rented a house in the in a rural area, and he commuted. We bought a nice home on over an acre a few years later in the same area. It was intended to be a stepping stone to true rural living. Eventually, we set a deadline of ten years to make it happen, but still weren't stuck. We had grocery stores, gas stations, restaurants, and shops down the street. Our daughters were doing well in school, had lots of friends, and were involved in sports. We'd do it eventually. Boy, a lot of people are going to relate to this, so Mm -hmm. we'll keep going here. Then during spring break 2020, while we were camping with my sister and her family at our favorite state park in Texas, after a long and satisfying day of tubing the river and grilling dinner, sitting around the campfire under the blanket of stars, and uh, preaching girls running around playing cards, someone checked their Facebook feed to see news of possible lockdowns coming. I checked my email and saw a message from the school district that our kids might not be going back to school when the break was over. Two weeks to slow the spread of a new virus I was unaware of because I was on a two-month hiatus for my social media news sites. Conversation got serious and around the campfire. My husband leaned over and asked me if I thought it was it would last only two weeks like the news administration was claiming. I looked up at that beautiful night sky and told him we'd, we'd be better told him we'd better enjoy the rest of our vacation because life would never be the same after we got back. It would last long past two weeks. Any thoughts on that before I jump into the next one or do you want to continue? Uh, Go ahead and continue. The moment was surreal as everything suddenly came into perspective for me. What were we doing? We were talking, we were taking our time when we should have been doing everything we could to set up our family for success. I was 35 years old, well educated, intelligent, vigilant, and capable. My husband, nine years old, my senior, was a veteran, world traveled, highly intelligent, and gifted, a natural leader and problem solver, could fix and build anything with his hands, and we were unprepared for what could be just around the bend. When we got home, school was canceled and everyone was requiring masks that I refused to wear and thought were wholly inadequate for the job the experts said they were supposed to perform. I was harassed at stores and public places for refusing to cover my face. The great TP hoarding of 2020 happened. For the first time in 10 years, I disenrolled my children from public school because I would not allow them to wear masks. We began homeschooling for the 2020-2021 school year. My 11-year-old's birthday party was sparse because quite a few parents weren't sending their kids anywhere. I was disgusted with the conservatives around me, and we decided a major change was needed. Over the next year, we threw ourselves into updating our home inside and out. Of course, we were interrupted by the Great Texas Freeze of 2021, during which time we dealt with rolling blackouts, thankful for a giant wood-burning fireplace, and water scarcity. I determined to never be unprepared again. I discovered Prepping 2.0 in Backwoods Home Magazine. Later, Viking Preparedness, Bear Independent, and others. We sold our Central Texas home in September 2021 to a California family for twice what we paid for it six years before. Yay. Picked up stakes and headed for northern Wyoming. Yay! We've been stocking up on weapons we wanted to add to our safe. Ammo, food, water, food preservation items, seeds, books, and knowledge ever since. Working on designing a greenhouse for plant production to guard against weather and animals. This is grizzly country, honing skills, learning new ones, teaching our kids as we go, and working on developing relationships with others. My world has changed. My perspective on everything has changed, and we will not be caught unprepared. Wow. Holy smokes. What can you possibly add to that? By the way, Chris, uh, applause. If I had an applause machine to my producer, insert applause here. Yes. Exactly. I love how you use the play on words of eventually. You kept threading that through. It was always going to be like when it was convenient to prep. And a lot of people are just like her. We talked about this in 2020 where there there are preppers out there that are specifically starting and making life-changing decisions to prepping. And it's great to hear her story. And she's kind of a neighbor a little bit. 
Yeah. Yeah. The Northern Wyoming shows up on uh, the local news when it has the weather map. It has Northern Wyoming on it. So that's when you know you're in the that's same when neighborhood. You know yes. Is when it's, it's on the weather thing. Um, well done, Chris. Seriously, to you and your husband and your family, blessings to you. Yes, absolutely. Paul Hepperla says, my father was a prepper and a good bug. Uh, we all thought he was a bit crazy. Oh, gold. I think he means gold bug. That's a phrase for someone who loves gold. Um, we all thought he was a bit crazy until the things he spoke about started to happen. So we started to build our supplies when we saw the degradation leading into 2015. It's taken us four years to get to a point where we felt comfortable and now just add and adjust as necessary. Absolutely Boy, fantastic. Parents teach your kids, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I think we have time for one more, and then we are going to take more of these questions into the after show. So the next person, I'm not going to say their name because this is radio, because um, it's a little bit Racy. spicy. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, I'm assuming it's a he, father worked SAC, 76 to 79 United States Air Force, and he scared the crap out of me with stories of what nukes could do. Yeah, Strategic Air Command is okay. what stack, SAC stands know that. for. So, yeah. So when you know what, um, and that, that's, that harkens back to Cold War stuff. Yeah. If you knew some of the skirmishes that happened in the Cold War, it'll scare you to death, especially when you see what's happening in our headlines today. So, folks, we have to take a deep breath. We're only about halfway through with these. We're oh going to keep goodness. it going in the after show, available exclusively to Patreon supporters. So encourage you, if you're interested in that, go over to our website, prepping2-0.com and click on Patreon. You can see what it's all about, what the what all the kids are talking about over there. Uh, what else am I missing here, Glenn? Oh, not much. Um, uh, I wanted to emphasize how important it is. Well, what's in it for you to be a Patreon supporter? You get to ask us questions. You get the after show. Uh, you get prepping for kids, prepping for teens. You get all kinds of cool stuff. Um, when I appear on the KHNC radio station, um, some of those appearances are absolutely, uh, I got to say, they're just really enlightening. It's good stuff. And also, when Shelby or I appear on some other show, we put those up as, as Patreon posts. And so Patreons don't have to look around and find it. If you like hearing from us, you're going to like it when we're on other shows and you get to hear other hosts and you get a, sometimes there are other guests on besides us. And so you expand your universe and you get to find out there are other shows out there that you like. And the easy way to know when we're going to be on some other show is to be a Patreon supporter. Two bucks a month is where it starts. I mean, two bucks a month, inflation's bad, but you probably have two bucks a month. And it's a great way to really become connected with us. We we get to send messages back and forth. We, we really spend a lot of time with our Patreon supporters because you guys are the, are the backbone that allow this show to happen. And so we very, very much appreciate it. So folks, as we say goodbye, don't forget from our forefather, Benjamin Franklin, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a good week, everyone. Adios. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.